The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's Jalen Nye and Gord Steinke. Lovely to be here with hey, you. Hey, my friend. How I'm, are you? I'm doing good. This week's going fast. I like these four day weeks. Uh, four day weeks. You know, Something I. I said. I think that um, if there was ever to come up with a, a great plan on how to yeah. improve folks' work life balance, four day weeks might be it. Well, I remember when I was in grade five, six, and seven, they used to say, by the time you hit, uh, you know, your 40s, mm. you'll be working a four-day week, and it won't be working nearly as hard, and there'll be shorter <laughs> hours, and I'm, Mrs. Perchewski, if you're listening, you, it just you're a liar. Didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, you're a liar. <laughs> liar. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's too bad, really. Um, I remember at one point, when I was um, working in Thunder Bay, like years and years back in television, I didn't have enough time, I didn't have any money, mm -hmm. um, but I had like a couple of weeks vacation, because what I think you only got a couple of weeks vacation back then, yeah. or I did, and so instead of um, taking two weeks off or a full week off here, full week there, I took four-day weekends or three-day weekends yeah, that's for a, a whole summer. And it's isn't that lovely? Uh-huh. Yeah, it there's, makes a big difference. There's a lot to be said about having Fridays or Mondays off. Yeah, and not taking just a big chunk of two weeks all at a time. Then you got nothing left. you got to yeah. wait till Christmas to get another holiday. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder sometimes, you know, when you when you look at, um, you know, the shifts that some folks work, Yeah. I don't know how they managed to do it uh, for so long. I look at, you know, the Bruce Bowies of this world who mm -hmm. have got and the Bob Laytons who've gotten yeah. up at 2 o'clock, the Shea Gannams. Well, yeah and, our, yeah, and our whole studio crew, those guys exactly. are coming in at 3 or 4 in the morning, and, and they're rotating. Well, and that's know? the hard part. I think sometimes that maybe if you're just on that shift, mm -hmm. and you get used to it, you, you get into a into a vibe and whatever, and, if it, you and can it works be on out it for you. All the time. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was, uh, I was probably about 17 or 18, and I got a job as a, a night time security man janitor at the YWCA in Saskatoon. And so you started, I think it started like 9 o'clock at night. You wouldn't get off till 7. Ugh. And then you'd have to, you know, go to school or, or I think I was playing music. Yeah. So then you'd have to go to band rehearsal or whatever. But yeah, it totally messes you up. Oh, yeah. In that, that respect. But, you know, you have to get a job. You have to make money. And Well, so. I can remember Gord Whitehead. When I was working morning radio downstairs, so I went from doing the 11 o'clock yeah. news at Global and going to bed at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to getting up at yeah, yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was it, it was hard. It was it was a really, really tough adjustment. Now, I did like being done work, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, going home, having a nap. Yeah. But making sure that you're in bed by 9 o'clock or whatever it is to feel human, yeah. it's very very easy to not and to end up not feeling human very quickly. Oh, for sure, and that can just yeah. go on and on. I don't know. Like I remember when I worked in the states uh, for a while, they put me on a shift where I was working. How did this work? It was I, I would go to bed at eight. Mm -hmm. Deb and Jennifer had to be super quiet, which is not fair on your family. Everybody's yeah. padding around, but it's eight o'clock at night, so you're going to bed because I had to get up and be on the air at two in the morning. So you get you, yeah, you split your Ugh. your shift up, and then I'd work till noon. Yeah, for three days, and then on the weekends they had me working four in the afternoon till mid. Night, yeah, but you'd get. I think I only worked four days, so you got three days off to kind yeah, of. Yeah, nice. You never really catch up. No, it never, it never Plus, works out for you. I think it seems like I was sick all the time. You, you always <laughs> had a cold or something, and I, you wonder why. It wasn't until I came uh, to Chad in 2013 that I actually worked a day shift in my entire really years of working. So this marks 29 years, 30 years wow. in, in the business this yeah. year. Um, 2013 the of was the, the first one. Wow. Yeah, and I, I, that's crazy, isn't it? When yeah. you think about it, and well, I remember. Linda and I did the night shift for together 12 years, mm -hmm. 15 years. We finally got off that night <laughs> yes, shift. Yes, because I replaced you, That's and I right. thank you good, thank you, because it got me off weekends. Well, yeah, and I thank you, because it got us on, on a day shift. And uh, the funny thing was, it took, I'd say it, it must have taken about eight, nine months before 
I could adjust even to that. But Just here's the thing, you know, uh, working, for example, when you worked evenings, yeah. like going in at three or whatever it and was. Till midnight or whatever, you yeah. know, It was great because you could get up in the morning, you could do your doctor's appointments, yeah. you could go grocery shopping, you could work out, you yep. could go whatever, you could do all of those things. And all of Very a sudden, productive. it seemed much more productive than working a normal day shift. Um, you know, now it's like you get up. Um, and I still haven't managed to get up to get downstairs to work out or even walk the dog. I get up, I start work, I come to work, I work, I go home. Then you home go home and at I night, work. you're tired. And, and I'm tired. And then go you back go to, to bed. bed. Yeah. You know, so I haven't found that balance yet. And in Chedville, if you have any, you know, tips on finding that balance, let me know. Which, which doesn't mean cutting into your sleep. So it just means you should get up at seven and get all your stuff done and running around. And here's the other thing. Because you still need your sleep. Gord, how much do you sleep a night? Well, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I get six to seven for sure. That's it? Yeah, but I, okay. if I get seven, I feel great. Seven, get, you're good? Yeah, if I get six, not so good. <laughs> but, you know, what can yeah. you do? Because sometimes you get wound up with Absolutely. work and everything or family yeah. stuff, and then you, you find yourself, you go to bed at midnight or 11 o'clock, and then six o'clock, as soon as the light comes up. I'm, yeah, you're kind of good to and go. And your brain starts working again. Yeah. It's so silly the things you think about at three in the morning. When, Isn't it, though? Mm-hmm, you think of, you wake up and then you go, what was it, why did that keep me awake? Yeah, and some people seem to do really well on very little sleep, and other people need a lot of sleep. I mean, I always laugh at Halsey. Halsey always say, oh, I he doesn't sleep. Four hours. No, he does. He sleeps in his office when he's oh. still here, and he <laughs> sleeps in the, you know, we, we catch him napping throughout the day. But He just walked by, so he I must know, know what we're talking about. But he's about. still here. Like, consider yeah. this. He's been here since, what, five o'clock this morning? It's two o'clock. He's still here. And I'm just talking to him about this. There's a blues um, festival going mm. on at the commercial uh, on Sunday night at 6 coming up and I just happened to mention it to him and Amos Garrett and people like that are playing and, and uh, we're just lovely musicians and, and and you know part of Canadians Canada's blues fabric yeah I'm going to that I'm going Sunday yeah, night at Sunday 6 night. he says so yeah it's Brian so Brian's going and I believe him he loves his music but you're not playing at that one no I'm not no okay no. yeah no yeah Halsey loves but, loves his but music but yeah that's a good good point is people must have, how do you balance you know your, your work and working crazy shifts and things it's it's a tough one yeah I'd be careful you know what's the best shift that you've ever worked Chedville you know I, I is it 9 to 5 is, is it 9 really to 5 is great? 8 to 4 you know I, I don't know like I did enjoy working the three to midnight I did too um, because no I like that in. yeah there's no suits in you kind of <laughs> do what you want um, you got some stuff done during the morning now the problem is it does start to limit I mean it sucked working Friday night for sure yeah, and to get a Friday night off, no one wants to. No one you. wants so to do it. One. But uh, anyway, I mean, the great thing is, is that we all had jobs. We, you know, we had jobs, and we still had, uh, you lots know, we fun. enjoyed lots of fun doing yeah. it. But yeah, it's um, I, I, I don't know how folks do it who you know do four to twelve and then eight to twelve. You know, they they're yeah. constantly changing shifts, so they have no root, regular routine that they can get into. Yeah. I don't know how you adjust to that. I don't know if you ever do adjust. I don't think to you that. ever do. I think it, it, you that just it's, put it, up with it. Yeah, and I think it takes a toll. I mean, we've had health studies done about mm-hmm. how shift work and rotating shifts can actually take quite a toll on yeah. your health. And you never get a good night's sleep. You're always, you know, waking up. And <laughs> I remember the jobs that I've had, like, but I was much younger when you're a teenager. I remember working at a, at a warehouse in uh, Saskatoon as an electrician. So we'd be up, it was, you, know, you had to go in at night because the only night you could change the ballast mm-hmm. and the fluorescent fixtures. So I was doing that. And so all of a sudden you, you go from 8.30 in the morning at school to, you know, six at night, and then you're working. Yeah, your body just never... But you're young, you know, what do you know? You know, I wasn't complaining. I was making, like... I think I was making, like, $3 an hour. Look at you go, eh? Yeah, pretty big. (laughs) Working front desk at the best Western Water Tower (laughs) Inn in Sault Ste. Marie. Good for you. (laughs) Taking care of all the bus tours. That was some good times.
Jaylin Gord, we've been talking about shift work and some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Sarah says, I perform morning shifts. I like getting uh, to work and getting it done. I like my evenings at Free. home. Yeah. Jonathan says, uh, I used to be able to go to bed at 2 a.m. and wake up at 6 a.m. Did it for five years in university and never really felt tired. Now, good luck. <laughs> Best shift I ever worked was 4 a.m. till noon in the summertime doing maintenance at a golf course. It was awesome. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. I'd love oh. Imagine that uh, working, getting up early mornings or, or being out there early mornings. So summer jobs when you're yeah. in school. There, yeah. I remember those like they were yesterday. You want to work screwed up work? Try schedule. Uh, uh, you want to work a screwed up work schedule? Try long haul trucking. Can't even imagine. Oh man, you know I had a weird job. The people probably don't know about. I was a, a driver for Brinks. Really? I was in university. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I cut my hair and then I, I they hired me as uh, 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 drove a Brinks truck, carried a gun. Uh, in out of Regina, Saskatchewan, and uh, some of the nicest guys you ever worked with were the guards that were in those in the back, and I was sh- I chauffeured them around Saskatchewan, and that was a long haul drive. You know, those are long shifts. We call it going over the road, and you'd be I'd said to the, I won't give away any secrets even now, but how much we had millions of dollars yeah. during harvest time in southern Saskatchewan. We'd be heading to Estevan and yeah. up to Yorkton and Tisdale, and and uh, I just thought back then there was no cell phones or. There was Which no radio nice that worked no. when you're out. I mean, <laughs> AM radio. Yeah, but that's about it. But yeah, those jobs and the people you work with uh, when you're younger, like your listeners yeah. are kind of reminding us of, are very special. I mean, they, they do form how you, I think, even treat your coworkers today. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. So I, what I've learned about you today, Gord, though, mm-hmm. um, and we've known each other for a long time, yep. um, in like 19 years now, and I learned that you worked at as a maintenance worker at the, at the, at the, YWC, at the YWCA. In, in Saskatoon. Yeah, I bet you there's some stories from from that. You could. Well, it was a hostel, and I was single, and and there was a swimming pool downstairs. <laughs> but I was also the janitor, so you had to uh, well, change the topic and say, uh, just you know, clean the gym. So you've been a janitor. Yeah. You've been an electrician. Yeah. And you were a Brinks driver. Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah, and there's you know all the things I worked in a coffee bean factory out in Ajax, Ontario, for a while. That was a horrible job driving a forklift and it was just horrible <laughs> it was just absolute that was ultimate factory work where you're it's just the noise i guess would just drive you crazy of well, the line work yeah absolutely you know uh my my uh, my oldest when he went to japan he went he uh, worked for hitachi automotive um and he was in uh, human resources originally doing international recruiting kind of the same way as he got hired over there but part of the job is to know the company you had to work like on the line, you and had to go down to the line. I've met him. Wonderful met Colt, guy. Right? Yeah, and he, he worked the line, like in the you know press into whatever it was making. I don't know. I've had to do that on the conveyor belt, trying to keep up with the ladies that who've done it for years. For years, and I'm trying to put the the top on the sank of decaf coffee on the line. It's going to look like a Lucille Ball sketch. They finally moved. They said, "Well, you can drive a forklift." I went, "Yeah," and they said, "We're moving you over there." You work. You just pick up these big boxes of creamer and shovel that. And you know, some folks, you know, the whatever you find that you love about your job if it is the repetition you know what it is you know what it's expected do yeah, it that's the people great. you work with the people you're working yeah, with the people that say, you're standing I, with on the line beside I, yeah. you but colt uh colton uh when it came to working like the line he found it very very difficult he, yeah. he was like yeah this isn't from and it wasn't a long-term job but it was again to learn about the company right and it's one of those things that i think is really important is when you're you're starting in a new job or starting in a new industry is to learn as much as possible about every job possible that you can do in the building. Yeah. I think 
I think the days of just going in and doing one thing. Oh, isn't that the truth? Is far, Long far gone. gone. And even in my situation, I mean, I, I'm just in awe of our graphics department uh-huh. and the people that work in the control room and know how to code in when your mic goes up and when your mic comes. It's all done on computer, but you have to know how to program so that in. So different now. But they're not going to teach me anything like that. I can go in and watch them, and but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Try the hours during calving, calving season. Uh, Was that yeah. zip? That's probably zip sleep. Just tired, tired, tired. Uh, don't work at a livestock auction mart. You work 36 hours in two days, 8,000 in, uh, in head sales. Wow. Yeah. And some people work in those all their life, right? They'll put 30 years in. And Trucker Dave says, good day, Jay and Gord. Worst shift I ever had was 6 p.m. till 8 a.m. the next morning. Hard on the body. I've never left. Uh, I've never uh, been right ever since. Yeah. It, it is hard on you. The water tower in the Sioux. We drove across Canada every second year in the 70s and my parents made me stay there. Was that like a motel? or? A yeah, hotel? it was the big one of the big hotels yeah. in Sault Ste. Marie and there was a big water tower beside it. So yeah. it was the, the best western water tower Too in. funny. But yeah. when you talk about all the different <laughs> jobs that you have and you think yeah. back and something was going on on social media not too long ago and it was named the uh, the five jobs, named five jobs that you've had. Yeah. And I start to think about it and I haven't had that many jobs. I, I worked at the hotel. I did customer service and worked the front desk. Yeah. I lasted about two days as a waitress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can kind of see that. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't what do you go mean well. your coffee's empty? <laughs> it's your own coffee. <laughs> and then I got, like, I, I was started in television when I was 18, 19 years old. Wow. 19 years old. And that's that's been it. So television and radio, that's kind of been about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting when you hear all of the different stuff that you've done. Yeah, I was kind of a late bloom getting into this business because I came out of, you know, played in the band most of the time, but when the bands went down, then you picked up little jobs that you did and and then went back to university, so I didn't really get into this until I was 26. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that and and, and radio, what was CBC it about? Radio. And what was it about broadcasting that you wanted to go? Well, into? I didn't want to get into broadcasting. What it was was I just wanted to carry over my songwriting, and I loved writing. I was uh. writing short stories, and uh, um, I just wanted to get in, continue on with mm-hmm. telling stories about mm-hmm. interesting people. So I thought I, you know, I worked for the Regina Leader Post for a little bit, and I loved it. And then I just fluked into radio, like I was behind the scenes uh, writing intros and getting, you know, the pre-interviews done for the host. Cord, you have a nice voice. That's have you ever said, thought yeah. about being on radio? Yeah, she said, Barbara Nymark says, you got a pretty good set of pipes. Would you like to uh, fill in for the hostess? Uh, and I went, I don't want to do that. That makes me too nervous. And she says, well, I'm afraid you're out of a job because we don't need a researcher right now. And I said, what time do I start? And I never quit. So. Well, isn't that... You know, and that was early mornings. That was... Yeah. You had to be there at 5... Like Bruce uh, Bowie, you had to be there at 4.35, start prepping, and then it was a morning drive show. Wasn't it Wasn't it Peter Mansbridge working in a in, a, in, in air, an airport doing air announcements in the... No, not air traffic. It was oh, like no, just announcements just in the <laughs> airport in like... I don't know, like Flin Flon, Manitoba I think or somewhere. You're right. Yeah. And somebody Cumberland heard him. or something, yeah. <sighs> I know that's uh, I know well, we all that's the thing but you know everybody just thinks you've done this forever but there's a there's a whole uh, history of stuff that kind of led you into doing mm-hmm. this and I kind of liked it so I thought I'd stick with it. Yeah, well <laughs> 35 years later. Yeah, I'm not going to change careers now. I'm not going to learn how to, you know, work the board. <laughs> but you've got some great producers behind the scenes here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Tons of them and one of them right in there. Yeah. Hey Dustin. Keeping hey, me honest. Yeah, keeping me honest, keeping me uh, relatively on time mm-hmm. and uh, on topic. Did want to mention this. We've been um, we've been talking about it for the last little bit, yeah. but wanted to mention Saturday. Big day. From Noon till two mm-hmm. at the Global Edmonton Studios at fifty mm, fifty three twenty five Allard Way. Yeah, just off fifty first and yeah. Calgary Trail South. 
just in there. The old, uh, yeah, there's a buffet world there. Yeah. You see the satellite dishes. There's a, yeah, it's the Global Edmonton wardrobe sale. Right. And big money maker for charity for the yeah. Terra Center this year. It's this going is like to. six or seven years they've been doing this. Yeah, and it's uh, all sort of the clothes that uh, like I've donated a bunch of ties, and there's a, there's uh, all the girls. Like I know you've yep. donated a, a bunch of clothing, but it's all pretty much brand new yeah. stuff, and yeah. it's it's going for a very reasonable price, and all shapes and sizes. And I I dug into my tie uh, collection. I know everybody did, and uh, yeah, they go for about fifteen bucks. Fifteen dollars a tie. You can get like a, a ninety dollar tie for yeah. fifteen bucks. So. Well, a bunch of the stuff that I dropped off, and I mentioned this to you, still had uh, had the price tags on it. Isn't that something? And I'm looking at it going, oh, I paid that much uh, for that. Did and, you want to yeah. keep some of it? No, no. That's why I just turned it over and just go. See, I, did find, the, I found one tie that was in a yeah. bag, and I decided, oh, I'm going to keep that. Yeah, there's some of the stuff that I was looking at that I could have done, I said, no, I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit longer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's some really good memories associated with it or, or oh, what. Or it was just like, nah, I like that dress, so I'm going to keep it around. But uh, the money uh, raised this year once again going to the Terra Center, which helps um, young parents, so young moms, young dads, their kids. Yeah, you um, can't go wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, as they're trying to get a footing, um, you know, you know, moving yeah. forward. In, and it's in sad the that there's people out there that need that kind of help, mm-hmm. but there there are, and there are a lot of them. So this money is a this, this fundraiser. It's a it's a huge money maker. Uh, I think uh, some of the uh, didn't we get some of the Ed, Edmonton Eskimos involved with yeah. this as well? And yeah. uh, well, I got to mention this, Kevin Carius. He'll be out. <laughs> I'm going to go make sure he doesn't burn any hot dogs. Or hamburgers. He's barbecuing. Yeah. So he's setting up about ten o'clock. He starts. The actual <laughs> auction doesn't start till noon. But if you're waiting in line, get yeah. someone to hold your spot, and then we'll we'll cook you a burger. I'm not sure what he's cooking. But I just gotta keep an eye on that guy. You I'm always sure. have to keep an eye. Yeah, because he gets talking, yeah. and then he doesn't flip the hamburger, no. and then it's a mess. So that's why I'm there. Uh, it is, you know, first come, first serve. Again, yeah. at 12 till noon. It's cash only. Cash only, good point. There's yeah. uh, there's men's clothes. There's lots of ties. There's lots of women's clothes. There's jewelry. There's shoes. Yeah. You name it. Everything going to uh, to Tons of shoes, actually. Really? Yeah. I went looking for it. I had, uh, yeah, anyway. I should have donated some of Deb's. She's got a closet full <gasps> no, of them. Not, she wouldn't sh- even know. She's listening to you right no, now. No, she's you not. She's that. at Costco buying more shoes. <laughs> <laughs>